me better than the last me. All I can fit was spreading the truth and compassion. And whenever they ask him, I be, I be, I be praising. I be, I be, I be. You just heard Praisin from the album The Intro by Denise LaShawn. Go check out Denise LaShawn's music on Spotify or any other music site. Okay, this is Fun Friday with your host, Margaret Kaziboy, and I'm so pumped to kick it with you today. Fun Fridays are fun because we'll have a 20-minute Q&A with me. I'll answer random questions people send in in no particular order, some fun, some serious. So go ahead and put me on your calendar for our Friday Hangout every other week. Hey, everybody. Um, Welcome to Fun Friday again. Um, And I'm really enjoying these Fun Fridays. I'm really enjoying the questions people are sending in. So keep them coming. Again, if there's questions that you want to know about me, or topics that you want me to answer um, and give an opinion on, um, it would be good to email them or text them to me, not email, text them to me, or I guess email, um, send me on um, direct message on Instagram, Facebook, anything, so I can use them in my Fun Friday. And actually, this is the first Fun Friday I'm doing, um, driving in a car, Um, so my phone where I record is on my lap and I'm driving. So, um, actually I thought this would be nice because I do a lot of my thinking in the car, just in case you've never known that about me, um, because I can't do anything else really. Um, so I do a lot of thinking in the car or on a plane. Um, so that's just a fun fact about me. Okay. So let's get right into the questions because it's only 20 minutes long. Um, so first question I get, um, if you could, so if you've seen the movie Freaky Friday, um, and the movie Freaky Friday is that movie where, um, the girl and the daughter and her mom like switch places, like, um, and so, you know, the daughter is trapped in the mom's body and the mom is trapped in the daughter's body and they like switch places for a day, I think. And so, um, the question was, if you're in Freaky Friday, who would you want to switch places with for a day, experience their lives? And I definitely know this one. Mine would be Oprah. Okay, y'all, I love Oprah. Like, I really love her. Um, she is kind of, like, part of my podcast goals and my speaking goals. Um, I really, I mean, she has a lot of different things, um, She's done a lot of the different things in her life. She's had a show. She's had, um, she's been a part of a lot of charities and stuff. She still is. She's done a lot of different things. But one of my favorite things is her, um, it's a podcast, but it also, it's on, it's on TV, Super Soul Sunday. Um, so you can watch this on OWN, her channel. And she sits down with people. It's the same. So basically the podcast is when they record this, but she sits down with people in her backyard on these two cute little 
chair, like couch chairs outside. And on the show, you can hear like the birds chirping and she just sits and asks them questions and interviews them. And she's like, my interview goal is like, I seriously have loved all the people that she's interviewed in life. Um, you know, and I love that she's just interviewed a plethora of different kinds of people, really like truly different backgrounds, faiths and walks of life. And, and she's just very good at just asking questions. And I feel like, I mean, I've never talked to anyone that she's interviewed, but I feel like she really does a good job at asking questions where they feel like seen and heard and loved and valued. She has literally goals. If I could be here for a day, I would. If I could meet her, I would. And I just love her. And a lot of the things she's done, um, I think it'd be cool to have a talk show or be on a talk show. Maybe. I don't know. But more of the interview side, if I could interview like her. And I just love that her interviews are really about the person, which I personally am so about. They're not just about one like the person's accomplishments. So it could be the person's accomplishments, um, things in their life, maybe books they've written and stuff. It's not about, you know, topics or she's not just a, talks about politics or just talks about this or that. Um, it's really um, about the person. And I just feel like, oh my gosh, that would be my dream. So I would 100%, 20, 100% switch places with Oprah Winfrey for a day, especially on interview day. And just glean from her or just follow her around and be her little assistant or mentee or something so if y'all ever knew those are goals in life um so I don't know we'll see um okay yeah so that was a good question okay next question what are your love languages and um how so hold on let me read the question let me find the question so the exact question is what are your love languages and um what are other examples of some ways others can show you love through those love languages okay good question so my top love languages my number one by a long shot um if you know me well you know this is touch my main love language is touch, physical touch. And then I think right after that is words of encouragement. Um, and so I think that's how I show love between those two things. And, um, I'm pretty sure that's how I receive love for the most part as well. Um, so quality of time is pretty low. Um, and for me, Um, I don't necessarily have to be next to you or be near you all the time for us to be very close or for me to love you. Um, I think that's why I'm very, like, for me personally, I'm very good at keeping in contact with people far away because, I don't know, we don't need to live in the same city to be good friends. Um, So, yeah, quality time's not really up there at all. Gifts is probably my very last one. Um... I am a terrible gift giver, um, a terrible gift giver for birthdays, for weddings, for Christmas, for anything. Honestly, thinking about getting a gift for somebody truly stresses me out. Um, thinking about what to get them, 
thinking about just going to get it. I don't know what it is about give, getting giving gifts, but they just stress me out. And receiving them, if I know that that's how you show love, obviously I'll receive them. But in the general form of gift giving, it's not it's not this big deal to me. Um, and I will subconsciously, you know, think about okay, this this is this person's love language, so I need to. Like they real like this is really how they show love, and so in that I will shoot that well, and obviously I love it. But it's not the way I prefer receiving or prefer giving. It's bottom of the list, and I don't know what the other one is. Oh, acts of service. Yeah, that's not up there either. So yes, so touch, physical touch, and um, words of encouragement. Yeah, so I think it, examples. So the question also asks examples of how people essentially can do that better. For me. Um, I think a lot of my friends that know me well do it really well, but just, um, really being able to speak, you know, truth into my giftings when they feel like I've done a good job with something. Um, but also just encouraging me in my purpose and who, who I am created to be, um, is very helpful and it shows a lot of love, um. I, I think my biggest, one of my biggest struggles in life is a, approval, which I think I've talked about in the podcast. So encouragement just really sometimes helps that. Um, and then touch. So I, I do know physical touch is, it seems like a lot of people in my life that is the bottom of their freaking list, physical touch. And so I don't know why I have all these friends that physical touch is not, but I will say this. Some of my best friends, even though physical touch is literally the last thing on their list, they have been so gracious to me and my friendship with them because I just have a lot of friends who, again, don't super like physical touch, but just let me hug on them and love them and like hold them whenever, uh, whenever I'm around. And I've even had certain friends say, yeah, Margaret, you're the only person that I let do this because I know like that is literally encompasses all of who you are. Um, and so I'm grateful for those people and all those people know who they are. Um, but I am super, super grateful, um, for (laughs) those people in my life because it, physical touch really is way above all the others. Um, if I'm really being honest. So I love to give hugs when I talk to people instinctly sometimes I'll put my hand on their shoulder when I'm talking to them um or I'll be kind of like in a side hug with them as I'm talking to them um the way I comfort people is just through hug and holding if they're upset or they're sad or angry it's just how I do it and so yeah you guys um you know sorry in it Advance for those of you that I don't know as well, just know that if those things start reoccurring a lot, it really is. I really am trying to show you love. <laughs> That's how I do it. So, yeah. So those two, those two, um, physical touch again and words of encouragement are my top, my absolute top. Okay. So next question um, came in from a guy, which I'm excited about. This is my first guy that asked a question. So, um, what has the hardest thing been about being a woman in the Christian culture? Okay, so this is a good question. 
Um, so for those of you listening, um, faith wise, I'm a Christian or, you know, I believe in Jesus and, um, he is a very important part of my life. And, um, so this is a good question because I think there are some hard things sometimes about being a woman in Christian culture. I think one of the biggest things that first just comes to mind is, um, there seems to just be this stigma of, I think, what a Christian woman should be and, like, should be doing, um, and I, whether that was something we put on ourselves or we, or it was legitimately projected on us, I think it's a little bit of both, um, but I just think there's this idea of, um, for example, I, I know a lot of women, especially now in my age, who are really want, like, are really learning the word of God in a sense of like learning theology, apologetics, like really, um, diving into serious study of the word. And I don't think that was always the case in years, you know, years past. I mean, obviously because women didn't have, women did not have these opportunities, you know, long time ago just to be essentially theologians um and study the word and know and I just know now in life especially a lot of women have these desires to really study that and which is great because they're studying the word but I think the hard thing sometimes is when it comes to women maybe that want to you know get married or be in relationships I think sometimes we can feel as though that intimidates men, um, because men may believe because we know, because we do know a lot about the word or because we do, you know, have good theology and are studying these things as intensely as we study in school, essentially that we no longer, um, want to be led by them. Um, or like when, or in a, in a marriage sense that basically they have nothing to offer us. And I, I, and, and sometimes it comes off that way or sometimes we feel maybe that men want essentially women that are not as intelligent. Like it's basically, it's just intimidating. Um, and I've, I know men that have actually said that, um, and that it is. And so my kind of thought process about that, that's hard because it's like, for us, you know, our, as Christian women, and I'm specifically speaking to people that believe in Jesus, like for a lot of people, I know, I mean, that's our first priority. And wouldn't you want a woman who knows the word of God, who, who deeply knows the word of God, who like intellectually is understanding and desires to understand scripture? Like, wouldn't that be such a beautiful thing, the conversations you can have. And I, I don't think that should be intimidating. I think to me personally, I'm like, that should be so attractive because even people on the same intellectual level can challenge each other, uh, you know, and not challenge each other in just in the sense of intellect, but that doesn't mean we're still people, you know, so we're still, we still all go through hard things Um, We still all go through seasons of life where we need reminders of who God is. You know, that doesn't change the fact that 
we still encourage each other in the truth. Even if I know a fact about God, even if I know God is good, and I, or even if I know, um, have intellectual knowledge about the word of God in the Bible, that does not mean that I still should not be reminded every day that God is good, that he is faithful, that he is, um, but that he believes that I am worthy. I mean, doesn't those things don't stop just because, um, or those encouragements don't stop just because, um, now I, you know, I have this deeper intellectual knowledge of Jesus and you know, who the word is. Um, and that doesn't mean that I, we can't still learn from, learn from each other, even though I study the word pretty deeply on my own. And so I just think, um, that can be hard for women. Sometimes I've talked to women where that is hard and it's like, I'm, I'm not gonna just because, you know, a man might be intimidated by that or even just Christian society might be intimidated. I'm, I, Jesus is my first love and I want to know him. And if that means that I want to know him in the way that essentially other men may have always had the privilege of knowing him, whether that be through going to seminary or just on their own of, I want to know theology. I want to know about, um, you know, just all these different things. Um, and I want to be intellectual. Like I want, I want to have an intellectual knowledge of the word as well, just like men do. And I don't want them to be intimidated by that. And I agree, you know, because ultimately even in marriage, it's not about you and it's not about you just teaching me the most things. I think that happens naturally, but, or, I mean, we, we grow in each other naturally, but it's about that marriage pushing us towards Jesus and knowing him ultimately. Um, and then I just think of it, you know, with friendship, you don't stray away from friendships of guys, other guys that are smarter than you, you know, you love that. Cause you can have these conversations. How much more would it be to have these conversations also with, you know, people across genders? So I think that's one, I know that's a big one. And I talked a lot about that. Um, and, I think that's one. I think for Christian women, I think it's, I think that's a, just a big general thing. Um, specifically for me of if I walk in my purpose or what I feel like God's calling me to do. And if that brings me X, Y, and Z, if that means, you know, I, um, pursue all these maybe educational things or, um, you know, learn all these different things, um, or essentially just pursue the purpose I feel like God's calling me to do. Will a, will a guy be intimidated by that? And I think that's hard for Christian women because I think sometimes Christian women don't pursue certain things or just put this, um, boundary or wall of, of essentially where they're going to go in life. And not, I think now it's changing a lot more, but put this boundary wall of how far they're going to go in life because they're, scared that, uh, guys might be intimidated by that. Um, and there are some women that, you know, may never want to be married may never want a relationship, all that kind of stuff. But there are some women that genuinely want that. And they literally, they hinder themselves because they feel like a man won't be attracted to that, or a man will be too intimidated by that to pursue her. And so I think that's hard for Christian women. Um, because I think it's a also misunderstanding of, you know, um, what a man and a woman should be scripturally. And I think that's a whole different conversation, but yes, 
I talked a lot about that, but, um, so yeah, if you have any more deeper questions on that that you want me to go into, I think that's a very broad, um, question and there's so many thoughts I have on that too as well. So I can go deeper eventually one day. (laughs) Okay. Another great question we have is, have you ever done anything you regret? And if so, give, if given the same situation, what would you do differently? Um, I think like everyone in the world, I've done things I regret. And I think people joke and say, uh, no regrets. And, um, and I, I mean, I say that too, but I think regret is not a bad thing. It doesn't, I I would say those things when once going through them, like mistakes we made once going through them, yes, they grow us and make us stronger and all of the above. But I think it's okay to regret them, especially if you hurt someone in that situation. I don't think you should sit in regret and sit in guilt, but I think it's okay to be like, man, I wish I had done that differently. And if given this situation again, I would do that differently because I think it helps you for new situations that you actually do that thing differently instead of doing it again. Um, so, I mean, I have probably so many in my life. I think one that just comes to mind, which was a long time ago, but it really shaped and shifted me was, um, way back in high school when I was a senior in high school and just young and naive. Um, again, I've talked about this before, I think on the show, just, I had this really huge struggle of, I wanted to please everyone and I wanted everyone to love me and everyone to like me. And, um, I cared so much about what people thought in a way that was so unhealthy that it just, that, that like subconscious thought, um, caused me to like do things that were not okay because it was so much of who I was really other people defining who I was. And so real quick, cause we're at the 20 minute mark, but I'm going to answer it. Um, there was an incident in high school, basically long story short, where I wanted guys to like me and I would compromise pretty much everything, um, about me just so that they would like me. And so there was a situation where I, um, essentially like hooked up with a guy that was dating my friend at the time and then got found out and all this other stuff. Um, and I say this, you know, people are like, oh my gosh. Or so some of you are like, oh my gosh, what kind of person are you? And other people are like right now, oh my gosh, that was in high school. Everyone did that. And, but I say this cause it sounds a little bit petty and, and a little bit wide to share that. But that moment was a defining moment for me. Cause that's when I realized that I was a slave to doing whatever people asked me to do, even if it hurt the people I love, because I wanted to please everyone, especially men at the time. And so I, when someone asked something of me, I just essentially said yes, because my head was like, love, love, love. I need love. I want love. Um, and this person is basically saying, if I do these things, like these things equate me showing them love. And so I just did things without thinking about them at all. Um, and it was a turning point for me because that situation blew up back up in my face, um, lost friends doing that for a season. And I think I realized like you cannot please everybody because in your pleasing, 
you're going to hurt other people even when you don't mean to. And, um, and it is exhausting trying to live double lives, um, to please one person here and to please another person here when ultimately it's going to fail you. It's literally going to fail. And so that was a huge learning moment for me. And it was, and it started a long journey of long, sorry, it broke up, but it started a long journey. I mean, years of through college and through all these different things of really just having to learn how to not be a slave to people and be my own person. And I'm still learning that I'm still learning what it's like that it's okay to say no to people. It's okay to walk away from things. It's okay to not make everyone happy. And it's okay if not everyone loves me. That's hard, but it's okay. And so, yeah, so that was something I regret. And I would, I would change that situation by essentially not doing what I did. (laughs) Um, and so, but I think I regret that I learned from it. I wish the situation had been changed, but it really rocked me and had me have to think about deeper roots in my heart that needed to be changed. So, yep, that's Fun Friday. I went four minutes over. I'm so sorry. I think this is the first time I went over. And, yes, send in more questions, and I'm ready to answer them. Okay, y'all, have a good day.